Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Network Chuck. We should be live right now. Um, just make sure everything is golden on my side here. I think it is. Yeah, everything should be good. Anyways, so today we're going to talk about two steps and how you can get started in networking. And not really just networking in IT. And I'm also going to touch on how you can, um, if you're... Hey if guys, you're, what's going on? Uh, Welcome back to Network Chuck. I was streaming myself. So we'll also decide, um, we'll, we'll also look at if you're in a crux, you're in a position where you don't know where to go, you don't know what to look at, you don't know what certification to go for next, we'll talk about that, how to how to make that decision. So we'll break into that in here in a second, but I thought I'd throw in my intro on my live streams just for fun, so here it is. Okay, <laughs> I thought I'd just try that out. Um, I'm using OBS this time, so let me know what you think of that. So anyways, welcome to Monday. It's a new week. Let's get excited. Let's get going. Uh, it's been kind of a slow start for me, but I'm getting motivated. I've got my coffee. Hope everyone else has their coffee. Um, I saw some questions already posted, so I'll be answering those here in a bit. But first, let's talk about getting into networking or getting into IT. And uh, just real quick, can everyone hear me okay? Give me a thumbs up when you get a chance or just a, yeah, you sound great. Just let me know. Because I think it looks good on my side. Okay, cool. So this will be for getting into networking or getting into IT. And I get this question probably four, five times a day, every single day. And I've made a few videos about it in the past, but I wanted to come at it from a new perspective because um, we, uh, David Bomble and I, we have a new show called This Is IT Show. And um, we uh, interviewed Anthony Sequeira, which is actually going up right after this video. And we interviewed Keith Barker uh, this past Friday. And they had some really awesome insights that I thought I'd steal for this video because it was so solid, so amazing. Um, so getting into IT, getting into networking. Let me see my notes real quick. <laughs> um, right now, so if, if you don't have any experience in IT, if you have like zero experience, if you don't know how to plug in a computer, if you don't know how to troubleshoot your own computer or your own network, you need to try out the CompTIA A+, or even the, I think it's the CompTIA IT Fundamentals course to begin with. Now, I say that I want you to come at it from not really going for the certification just yet. And this will apply to networking as well. I want you to see if you like it. Getting into IT, yeah, you'll make a lot of money if you have the right ambition. You will. It's just a matter of fact, you will. Um, but it's really a big decision to find out if you like it, if you enjoy it. Because if you come if you come into IT and you don't enjoy it, if you don't like it, it's going to suck. It'll be just a, a killer thing for you. Every day is going to be just one more beating after another. You don't want that. So here's something I stole, I'm stealing from Anthony Sequeira, and you can watch the full interview here in a bit when I post this up. Uh, but he said, and this, uh, this is also from Keith Barker, so Keith, Anthony, thank you, you guys are always just an amazing uh, input into my life. So they say, take 20 hours, 20 hour minimum, and devote it to whatever you're about to jump into. So if that's gonna be CompTIA A+, uh, jump into the A+, uh, a plus, uh, exam topics, look at what that is, maybe build a computer, maybe jump into all the different um, security topics and just absorb yourself in that. Spend 
take a Saturday, this is what Anthony said, take a Saturday, maybe eight hours, and only do that. Only do help desk stuff. Only do PC troubleshooting. Try to break your own stuff. Try to build your own stuff. Try to break it and see if you love it. Same goes for networking. If you're thinking about getting to networking, maybe you're on a help desk right now and you have no idea. Like you, you want to move up, and there's there's a ton of different avenues you can go down. Networking, you've got cloud, you've got programming, you've gosh, you got system engineering with Microsoft. There are so many different things. So pick one of those things. Lab it up for eight hours or longer on a Saturday. Do it again the next weekend. And then after all that, after you've invested at least 20 hours, after you've got over the hurdle and the hump of like, because learning something new is always going to be hard. You're always going to face that first discouragement when it, there's always going to be a time when it doesn't, like initially when you first start playing with stuff, it is kind of fun. But then you hit a point where you're like, oh, this is kind of hard. I don't know how to do this. Ouch. You have to move past that. Get past the 20 hour mark and see if you still love it. Past that, once you have figured that out that you actually love it, because networking is amazing. I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't. If you have figured that out, then yeah, I would say jump into certifications. Pick a really great certification. CompTIA A+, if you don't know, lickety split about computers. Like if you've never worked on a help desk, if you've never um, fixed, if you're not not the family IT guy, I would say jump into that. Um, Beyond that, I've made a bunch of videos about Network Plus versus CSENT, the Cisco Certified Interlevel Network Technician. It's always a mouthful. Um, Network Plus will give you a very, 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 very broad perspective of how to look into networking. I'm just going to check the feed real quick, make sure I'm not missing anything uh, notable here. Seems like I'm sounding okay, so here we go. Um, Actually, Victor just asked a question that's perfect for right now. I'm new to IT. Do you recommend CompTIA first? Yes, I do. If you're brand new to IT, CompTIA will give you that first big... Um, buffet meal. It's, it's kind of like a buffet. I mean, you jump in there. Um, it's going to be kind of overwhelming, but you can sample from all different areas of IT and figure out what you like the most. Um, and that's really what it does. And then you can kind of pick your path after that. You might find that you love system engineering. You might love working on Microsoft stuff, or you might love the cloud. I mean, the new CompTIA A plus cert, and Anthony actually talks about that in our interview. Um, it's really cloud heavy. It talks a lot about cloud because that is huge right now. Um, speaking of cloud, I just I'm almost finished with the AZ900, the Microsoft Azure 900 course on CBT Nuggets. So we'll talk about uh, more of that here in a bit. Uh, but yeah, so if you just started in IT, go for CompTIA, no doubt. Um, that'll give you the best sampler. Um, beyond that, uh, Network Plus or CSENT. I I go with this. If you're at a job, if you're on a help desk, and you're trying to decide which one to go down, Network Plus or CSENT. Um, If you look around and you notice that your IT department uses Cisco networking devices, I would go with CSENT. The CSENT is going to give you everything you need to just get that first sample of networking, plus it will give you some hands-on commands with Cisco iOS and learning how to work with Cisco products. Whereas Network Plus, it will give you a little bit of that, but not near enough to actually be proficient to get into the job and start doing things. CSENT, you'll walk away with knowing how to do a few things. You could be a junior network admin and start to, to work your way up. Uh, but if you don't work for a place, you don't you don't know uh, what company you could be working for and what they're going to have for you, Network Plus is probably the best option because you could come into a shop where they're they're all AWS. They're all uh, Azure. And, and everything you learned in CSENT and, and stuff would be great, but Network Plus might give you a bit of an edge. Um, so I would just 
keep that in mind. Now beyond that, uh, step two, that was kind of step one. Step one was take a good old sample, go to a buffet, figure out what you want, um, spend enough time in one technology to figure out if you like it. And then I, I would say you gotta love it. Uh, I think Jeremy Chara said it best. Um, you love what you know, so spend enough time to learn it and see if you still like it. Uh, so step two, this one, uh, Keith Barker actually brought this to mind and we were talking about it. And it's, you need to get a job in IT as quick as possible. I know a lot of guys and gals will say, oh, I want to become a network admin. So they work on their um, CSENT and they work on their CCNA and you get the, they get their ICND too. And they may even jump forward and work on their CCMP routing and switching. Um, I would say don't do that yet. Maybe you get the CSENT, maybe get your CCNA, but don't go any further than that and get a job first. And don't get a network admin job. Yeah, I mean, if you can get it, that'd be awesome, but don't be looking for a network admin job. You're going to be looking for an entry-level job. Entry-level help desk job, even like I started as junior help desk. And there's no shame in that, it's amazing. You, it doesn't matter where you start as long as you get started, that's the key. Um, my brother, he's now a CCNA and he's uh, working for a company managing their Cisco wireless stuff, which he knew nothing about wireless beforehand. Uh, he started out in a small mom-pa uh, computer repair shop in our hometown, just repairing PCs, <laughs> removing viruses, all the, the, the mundane stuff. But I mean, if you're just coming into that, that might be the most exciting thing in the world to you. That might be your passion. But that's, that's, where, that's where most of us start, is on the help desk. And uh, once you're there, you can start applying those skills. You can, you can. What I did when I first started is I, I found uh, the network admin, and he, I was having lunch, lunch with him the other day, and he gave me a hard time because I never mentioned his name on my channel, and I thought he didn't want me to, but um, his name is Ian Mock. He's a fantastic. He's one of the smartest engineers I've ever met. I mean, I, he's probably, he might be the smartest guy I've ever met in uh, in IT and in networking, um, but I, I stuck to him like Lou. I, I, I was junior help desk. I knew nothing. Nothing at all. I was so fresh. But I, I picked him. I said, you, what you're doing looks amazing. I want to do what you're doing. So I saw him at the CLI typing away like the Matrix. So I stuck to him like glue. I stayed after hours. I came in early uh, when they had maintenance weekend where he would stay late and go to the data center. And, you know, we'd be there for hours. And I would go with him. I, I wasn't getting overtime. I wasn't getting paid. I was doing this volunteer. And I learned so much. And before I knew it, I would I... I was in his position. I mean, it's that's the path. You you got to get yourself that first job, and once you're there, you can kind of see. So I, I mentioned getting that first job because, I, uh, for me, many of you might have known my story. I specialized in Cisco Voice. The only reason I did that, the only reason, was because they needed that at that time. My, my the uh, Ian Mock, the guy I shadowed, he hated Cisco Voice, so he just threw it at me. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to run with this. This is a chance for me to shine, to, to advance my career, to show them I'm worth something. So I went for it. And man, that accelerated my career like you would not believe. So get into an IT job, no matter what level it is. Figure out who to stick yourself to. Ask them to, come, ask them to become your mentor. Most you'll, you'll be surprised. Most guys and gals in that position will love to share the knowledge with you. Seriously. And... And then also figure out where there's a need. Figure out where you can shine. Pick the jobs that people don't want to do. That's what I did. No one, no one wanted to work on Cisco Voice. 
Um, it may be that no one wants to work on Cisco Wireless. No one wants to work on AWS. Maybe they're just implementing cloud in that company and people don't know it. Maybe they're bringing in consultants from the outside. You can shadow those consultants. You can do your best to, to learn all that stuff and suddenly you're, you're the person. You're that point of contact to manage that stuff. So those are my two steps to getting into networking or getting into IT. First, step one, decide where you wanna be. Decide if you, if you even like IT. And many people have asked me about this, and I might even make a whole dedicated video on it, but uh, uh, what about sales? I mean, you, you can get into IT and jump into sales. If you have that kind of type A personality, you love talking to people, shoot, that could be your thing. You know a little bit of IT, just to you know, and know enough to talk about it, then you can sell stuff. And man, those people make some good money. Um, you can just be customer service. You can be in project management, managing all the guys who do IT. You have to know just enough to be dangerous, but you can be kind of that administration role. Some people are so gifted at, at administration, that might be your thing. So IT is not just being the guy behind the keyboard. You can be something else. So that's why I love those beginner level certs like CompTIA A+, because they, they kind of let you know where you'll fit in. If, it's a, if the whole thing's just a beating to you and you don't like any of it, it's probably a sign that you shouldn't go down that road. Um, but make sure, and, and make sure you spend that 20 hours though, because you, you don't want to get discouraged too soon. Maybe you just didn't push for, uh, far enough in to find out that you love it. So seriously, check that out. So I'm gonna take a look at the questions real quick. Actually, I, I wrote down a few that I saw before the stream started, so I'll jump on those real quick. Um, Rav404, he said, what advice would you give to a 19-year-old who is starting an IT degree in September that's awesome, dude. Congrats. Um, but wants to get ahead. Are certifications like CompTIA A plus or CCNA worth it in this case? Um, that's tough because I know like when I went to WGU for a little bit, I didn't finish it. For those of you who are wondering, um, that's the only kind of uh, degree I would recommend actually because uh, part of the final degree or the final exam is actually the CCNA certification. So that's amazing. So go to a, a college or, or degree program that will give you certifications along with your degree. Um, so in that case, getting the CCNA was the final exam. <laughs> getting the A plus was the final exam. So if you're in a program that's accelerated like WGU, um, you can skip a lot of your classes if you already have certifications. So like they gave me college credit for having the A plus. They gave me college credit for having my security plus and my, uh, my CCNA. Um, so would it be worth it to get it beforehand? If you're wanting to work your way through college, yeah, do it, do it, seriously. Um, get your get your A plus, get your CCNA. Um, it'll take you a bit of time. It's gonna be hard, it, it will be hard to have a full college workload if you're going full time and to study for certifications on the side. Um, so keep that in mind, you don't wanna kill yourself. But yeah, I would recommend getting a job as soon as you can. Um, and that those certifications will definitely help you get your foot in the door. Um, hope that answers your question. Um, William Mendez. So I got a help desk job offer uh, after I passed my CompTIA A plus nine zero one. Should I start working on my CSINT already? If they have Cisco stuff, yes, do it absolutely, and let everyone know. Let your boss know that you're working on it. That will go so far. Um, just just them knowing that you have that drive to learn. You don't realize that a lot. Not everyone's like that. Not everyone has that drive. They get into a job and like, okay, I'm gonna chill here. I'm gonna sit on my laurels and kind of kind of relax. If you have the drive and you can show people that you have drive, oh my gosh, you will go so far. So yeah, start working on CSENT. If they got Juniper stuff, start working on Juniper certifications. If they have AWS, work on AWS. Whatever will put you forward in that position. Whatever will make you shine. 
Um, Rory Scott said, how do I get into networking as just an enthusiast? Is it the same route? <laughs> same route. Is someone wanting to get a job? Um, oh, as an enthusiast, I, I'm not sure I understand that. When, I mean, I am an enthusiast myself, but I also do it as my job. Um, how do you get into it as just an enthusiast? Well, I mean, you can just, uh, like David Bombal's Packet Tracer course uh, for CCNA. He takes you right into it uh, from, from zero to just labbing it up and working with Cisco. If you just want to be an enthusiast that way and start, um, I guess, like a hobbyist, putting servers up and spitting up viral and, and just having fun, that's what I would do. Just find a course like David Bombles. Um, he has uh, Packet Tracer. He has GNS3. Um, I'll just show you my website where I can, where I have some of those resources set up. Let me sw switch to my desktop here. There we go. By the way, this is this is the this is IT show. So I recommend you go subscribe to this guy right now. I'll be posting uh, Anthony's video after this live stream, and um, on my website networkchuck.com forward slash ccent icnd one. I list list some of the best courses. Um, oh, by the way, guys, if you can um, go to my website, um, this one here, C, uh, the ccent uh, website, and also the uh, ccna website. I have it set up to where you can go in there and actually rate these products. So if you if you have your CCNA or you're studying for your CCNA and any one of these you particularly love and you want people to understand and know which are the best, go in here and rate these and leave a review. So like, you know, CBT Nuggets, go in here. You can get, you know, an unbiased review from someone. Which I think is going to be super helpful to people. I wish I would have had this. Anyways, and then um, one more question that was before the live stream started. I got a pre-sale job with Cisco. This is from John Christian De Jesus. Uh, I got a pre-sale job with Cisco, but I'm kind of, but I kind of want to go uh, into the deployment team. Is that a good idea? Um, it's it's gonna be the same thing. Uh, what do you love? Now I know a lot of people at Cisco. They jump around. They they sample everything. That's that's the beauty of working for a big company like Cisco. So I say go for it if you're just curious there's always going to be room back on a pre-sales team. Always. So I think the more diverse you can make yourself, I think going into the deployment team for a while and then jumping back to the pre-sales team will make you even more valuable. So there's no harm in that. Don't you, you've, you've got time. You've got time. So don't feel like you, you need to make a decision now or you're stuck. You've got plenty of time. Seriously. So try it out. If you don't like it, jump right back. Cisco's a big company and I don't see it being a problem that you can um, jump right back onto the team you enjoy. Uh, let me see here. Let's try to scan through some questions. And then I'll talk about some more stuff. Oh, what's his name? Simon. Uh, good morning from Japan. That's awesome. Good morning from Japan. Actually, my um, my uh, sister-in-law and her husband just got stationed in Japan. They'll be moving there soon. That's going to be fun. And you guys are blowing up my feed. I really do need some moderators here. Oh, thanks, Xander, for the super chat. That's awesome, dude. If you have any questions, let's uh, shoot them in there real quick, and I'll I'll answer those. Yeah, it's a crazy unmanageable to look through all this uh, chat feed and figure out stuff. Let's see. So, uh, Northern Hope. That's your name. That's a cool name. Um, I'm currently a help desk, and uh, I... I finished a cybersecurity degree next year. I'm studying CSENT and now looking at CCNA already. Would you recommend CCNA routing and switching or security if I'm waiting to, wanting to get into security? Um, I say go routing and switching. 
first to get that good base level because you're going to be using routing and switching in every track and networking no matter what and then jump into security after that uh, no doubt it'll take a little more time but once you have that routing and switching background jumping into another track a bit easier and plus at that time you've already learned how to study oh and i want to show you guys something uh, i haven't talked about it because uh, i've been testing it out but have you ever heard of rocket book here's the rocket book it's this notebook and I'm a big fan of when you're studying, writing things down because it's really great for your memory. And um, I'm also a fan of keeping your notes organized. So I know many people use um, uh, Microsoft OneNote. I'm a huge fan of Evernote. Been a long time user since they're like the first notes app that came to the iPhone. And I had the first iPhone. But anyways, uh, Rocketbook. What's amazing about this thing is it's the last notebook I'll ever buy. Um, basically you fill it out um, when you're done with it when you're done taking all your notes for whatever certification you're working on you um, take a picture of it uh, it has this really awesome application that'll send your notes right into your favorite note application or email or whatever and then you just use uh, water <laughs> and a rag and clean it out and then it's you got a new notebook it's it's incredible and I know many people might use like a Microsoft Surface Book or an iPad um, with a Apple pencil or something, but I mean this writing is perfect. It's uh, you can erase it. It's it's the most amazing thing. So I recommend that. Highly recommend that. I'll put a put a link on my website later if you forget. But it's called Rocket Book. Go on Amazon, check it out. I think the notebook itself is like thirty bucks. But seriously, I have not bought a notebook since I've bought this, and I've had this for like four months testing it out. Most amazing thing. <laughs> it's so fun. I love it. Anyways, that was my thing. Oh, Northern Hope, thank for the uh, super chat, dude. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, let's see. So, fresh comment here. Do I need to do CompTIA A+, or Network Plus to go into networking, or could I just start CCNA and go from there? Um, again, it's going to be the thing where uh, you have to figure out what level you're at. Yeah, you can jump right into CCNA if you know a bit about computers, if you know how to troubleshoot your own PC, if you know how to troubleshoot your own home network when things go down. If you don't know that, who um, I you may want to just go through a practice test. Um, go to CompTIA's uh, website; they might have a few things, or go find a good training software. Um, I mean, Anthony Sequeira has some fantastic A plus security or A plus training on CBT Nuggets. Uh, kind of go through that, see if you're familiar with any of those topics. Um, if you're new to IT, gosh, I really recommend going through CompTIA A plus. It's going to give you that good foundation. I mean, I I started out in the help desk. But I know, I know many people who just kind of, they got a degree, got their certifications, and jumped right to network admin or system admin position. You miss some key skills, uh, key troubleshooting skills. No, I mean, because here's the thing. I can't tell you how many times I troubleshooted a network issue, and it turned out to be a PC issue, a desktop issue. <laughs> they maybe had hard-coded their IP, or they had their DNS settings uh, hard-coded or their Wi-Fi adapter was turned off. I mean, you never know. So knowing how to troubleshoot those base level issues is so key. Uh, let's see. Mario Garcia says, if I'm already in a degree program, should I keep going or just go for my certs? I hate giving definitive answers on those because uh, I, I don't want to lead you to, because you may have a different position. I don't know what, where in the world you're at. Um, some places in the world really value degrees. Um, for me, for example, uh, where I live in Dallas, Texas, in America, degrees, yeah, they're they're always valuable. But man, at this time in my career, and when I, when I decided to drop out of college, 
it was not the best thing for me. Certifications held more value, held more weight, and so did experience. Um, so I just say, look at the jobs around, maybe apply for a few jobs and and uh, kind of get a feel for what they're looking for. Because I mean, that's, that's the end goal. Um, you want to get that great job. And it's, it's really hard to say degree or certifications. I, I say if you're in America and you're in a hot job market, certifications are the way to go. No doubt, because gosh, they put, they put you so far ahead and um, it's very specific job uh, job role knowledge that's gonna you can apply immediately, whereas college is so broad and so generic, it's, it's hard to really shine and put your best foot forward at, at, on an interview. But I mean, degrees will always hold their weight, always. Um, the certifications show that you know the most recent and fresh stuff. So I guess to answer your question, I can't really, <laughs> I'm sorry. You have to really decide for yourself. Um, I would say both, um, if you can, uh, but it's a hard one. So it's one you have to kind of figure out for yourself. Oh, he says he's older. That's why he's asking. I mean, if you're already, I would try to get a job in IT. If, if you're older and you're trying to figure things out, trying to go back to college, you can get an entry level help desk position without a degree or certification. I mean, really, I made a video last year about the number one skill in IT, and that's customer service, learning how to talk to people, those uh, those face-to-face interactions, um, you know, knowing how to be a human. Those things are so valuable. Uh, if you have that skill, my gosh, you're just going to be woo, way up here in IT. Uh, so yeah, the, a help desk job, they're, they're looking for people who can talk to people, and you have the added benefit of getting your hands on with IT stuff and, and technologies, and you can kind of figure out your path from there. Man, if you, if if I could go back and do it all over again, um, I would just jump into an IT job as fast as I could while studying for certifications, and that was the advice I gave to my little brother. He did not go to college straight. I mean, he had the. It was such a blessing for him that um, he got his A plus when he was in high school. They had it part of the program. If you're in high school right now and your high school offers certifications, <laughs> go for it. That, that's a no brainer. My gosh. Um, I wish I would have had that. Uh, but if you're in, and then, and then I told him, don't go to college. Let's test this out. Cause I'm pretty sure this is how it's going to work. Get the first entry level IT job you can find, work on your CCNA and then, uh, you'll be fine. And yeah, sure enough, he, he got his first IT job working at a small mom and pop shop. Then he got on a help desk at an enterprise IT department. And then uh, he got a CCNA, and it wasn't long at all after that before he got an interview and got a job working on CCNA wireless stuff. He had a CCNA routing and switching, but they knew that he was a hustler, that he loved to learn, that he, he mentioned that he loved labbing and stuff, which really put his best foot forward, and they, they got him on when he knew nothing about wireless. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, if I could do it all over, that's what I would do, and that's what I tell people now. Uh, the best thing you can do is get experience with certifications. Degrees are amazing. They are. Um, but I mean, I'm sure you guys know they're kind of expensive nowadays <laughs> when you can get experience, which is way more valuable and also certifications for just fractions of the price. My goodness, that, that's the way to go. Let's see. Um, can I go through here and look at some stuff? Dude, Justin Miller. Thank you for the super chat. That's amazing. Let's see what you got to see here. Um, studying for CSUNT now, have a great opportunity once I get my CCNA in the hospital, but keep hearing that they are refreshing the exam and I'm afraid of missing the deadline for ICND too. You know, I did the same thing when, um, which exam was it? I forget. Oh, I think it was CCNA voice. They were about to rev it. 
Um, I, I love it when they're about to, to rev stuff because it kind of forces you to buckle down and study really, really hard and really, really fast. <laughs> so that's what I love about that. So I would say, dude, no fear. Go for it. Study as hard and as fast as you can right now. Um, I, I have heard rumors um, that it's going to rev this year. It's not definite. It's not written in stone. But it is a possibility. We're definitely at that point, that three-year mark where they normally revise it. Uh, they could surprise us. They could just not do it. However, what you're going to learn in ICND2, guess what? It's still going to apply to the CCNA that they, they bring in. What they normally do with the CCNA when they rev it is they might take a few old topics away and add in a few new topics. So they might add in a few more you know, software-defined networking topics, a few more network programmability topics. Um, but the core stuff, the stuff you're going to learn in ICND2 right now, you're going to need to know that. So... Yeah, if, if you get freaked out that you're halfway through studying and then you all of a sudden they drop the, the new release date and they give you the cutoff date for when you can test for the current version, ah, don't fret, dude. Seriously, don't fret. Uh, you will have to make a decision at that point. Are you going to study for the new exam topics or go for the old exam and try to hurry? Um, but it's it's a win-win. I mean, you're going to come out on top. Don't worry about it. Hope that answers your question. And that's I, I went to the same kind of thing. I think actually... I when I took ICND two, I was up against the gun before they revved it. So I took it really quickly before, right before they revved it again, and that's honestly what made me uh, uh, actually decide to schedule my test and take it. <laughs> Otherwise, I was dragging my feet like you wouldn't believe. So let this be your uh, your catalyst. <laughs> let it be the fire. It was for me, and I know it's it is for many people. Uh, let's see. So, uh, forgive me if I butcher this name, but uh, Insla said, do you have any videos on IT interviews? He has his tomorrow. I don't have any official interview uh, type videos. I do need to do this because um, people make fun of me. My family makes fun of me because um, I love interviewing. I did it a lot to uh, just get practice, and now I love it. I love interviews. I love going in there and practicing my skills to like, I mean, the way I'm talking to you, the reason I'm, I've uh, become kind of good at YouTube and being able to talk and be excited because I, I did these in interviews. <laughs> I did the same thing. The way I'm talking to you guys right now and the passion I'm kind of uh, portraying to you, I mean, it is real passion, but I learned how to talk like this to people interviewing me. So they would think, oh, wow, this guy, he really he really loves the stuff. If we hire him, he's going to be amazing. That's the kind of stuff you want to portray. Um, so I don't have any, to answer your question, no, I don't have any videos right now. Um, do you guys want me to make some, like a whole series on interviewing? Let me know. I think it'd be cool. Just not sure if that would be something you guys want to see. Uh, but for your, for your interview tomorrow, um, look at the job description and uh, whatever they say they want from you, study on those topics. Um, try to just know enough to sound just a tiny bit <laughs> knowledgeable about it. I'm assuming that you are, are prepared for the role in, in some way or another, but there are obviously going to be things that you don't know about. Um, but yeah, go in there and, and just don't be afraid. Uh, just have that confidence. Um, don't be afraid to say you don't know things. Seriously, Keith. Gosh, Keith Barker laid a gem down for us in the in the um, in our meeting on Friday with the This Is IT show. He said, uh, "Oh gosh, what was it? It was a question about um, oh, he's like in, in an interview if they were to ask you um, about uh, DHCP and how many messages there are in DHCP, uh, and you may not know that. It may just totally it may slip your mind." So instead of just going, ah, man, I don't know, freezing up, looking embarrassed, twist it around on it. Maybe say, you know, I'm not sure, but let me tell you what I do know about DHCP. 
I know clients need addresses. That's how they're dynamically assigned IP addresses, whether or other than you know us statically assigning these IP addresses. I know there's going to be a DHCP server. You know, just go, kind of go through the process of what you do know, and that will go so far. So, so kind of take those situations where you get, you get stuck, and then kind of twist them around. And gosh, man, they're going to love you for it. Seriously, you're going to come out on top. And also for the interview, um, I would, if you can, if you have the ability and the resources right now. Look at that job description, see what they want you to work on, and lab it up tonight. Just, first of all, it's going to help you learn it and, and be prepared for the interview. Second, you can tell them that you have a lab in those technologies. You may not have actually worked on them in the field in that role, but you can say, hey, I've actually labbed this up and I know how it works a little bit. I, 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 it's interesting and I like it. Here's what I like about it. Here's what makes me excited. And when you do that, oh my goodness, you're going to go so far with that. It's, it's insane. I'm going to make sure my stream's still up. Yep, we're good. Hope that answers your question. Let's see. So Steven asked, while making any videos on setting up a CCNA lab, how many routers and switches you should get and, and how to set them up. So I'm a big fan of physical labs when you get your CCNA. Um, for those of you who don't know, there are two options. You can either buy the physical equipment that you can touch, feel, and smell, which is, yeah, it's huge, it's awesome, <laughs> it's fun. Or you can go virtual, which you need no setup, you need no money, it's completely free. And, gosh, if you can do a little bit of both, it's probably good for you. Uh, but nowadays, gosh, GNS3, um, Packet Tracer, Packet Tracer's amazing. Oh my goodness, it's amazing. And when you go through a course like David Bombles, when you can pick it up for like 10 bucks and start labbing right now, it's insane. So no, I don't, I don't have any lab guides right now. Um, I do plan to make those in the future, um, but right now there's just there's so many amazing resources. Gosh, you, you guys are you you have too many choices now. That's the problem. When I started this, my goodness, I mean, I got my CCNA back in 2013, which actually feels like a long time ago now. I'm almost 30 here. I feel like an old man. Um, but yeah, you, you got a ton of options. Um, so with labbing, you can start for free right now and don't even worry about it. Um, Cesar Morales, dude, thank you so much for the super chat. Um, he's saying, I'm 37 in an appliance tech. I definitely got the soft skills down, which is, dude, if you have those, you can learn anything. Anything. And But the soft skills are the hardest things to learn. Um, and the troubleshooting under pressure. I would like to enter the IT field. Looking into networking or DevOps is A plus a good starting point. Um, so he's an appliance tech. So I mean, it means that you, you are technical in a way. Maybe not with computers, but um, you definitely know enough about technology to troubleshoot the kind of stuff um you know i would say yes because you're unsure about where you want to go uh it could be networking that you love it could be devops it could be cloud i mean gosh if you get your aws certifications do you know how valuable you'll be oh my goodness or microsoft azure i mean i just i wasn't very familiar with the cloud until i started working with uh, microsoft azure creating the azure 900 course and uh, by the way i'll just show you guys what my course looks like. I just dropped the um, the second part of the course a couple weeks ago. Let me show you what it looks like here. Um, so is actually, I, the, the exam topics for the AZ-900 are kind of light. I went a little deep on this and, and I, I have you going through so many cool labs, it's amazing. So I, I recommend trying that out. Um, but to answer your question, Caesar, um, I would go for CompTIA A plus to get that that buffet, that sampler platter, to see what you actually like, because um, there may be things you didn't even realize were out there. Like, oh my gosh, this is actually really fun and really cool. I would go for that. Um, and that that's 
that's kind of the hard part I've had in IT is figuring out what I love. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. I've worked with a bunch of different areas of IT. I've, I've been at companies where um, uh, I've had to wear many hats. I've had to work with VMware, and I've had to work with uh, Microsoft and Exchange and uh, you know the email clients and all that. I have not encountered an area of IT where I did not love it. So I think it's just a matter of figuring out what you love the most and just going for it, and you'll you'll develop all these other skills. Um, but so to answer your question, I would say yes. A plus is a perfect starting point. It'll give you that perfect sampler platter, and once you're done with that, I think you'll have a really good idea of where you want to go next. Um, they have beginner level starting points in security. You can, you can go security plus if you want under the CompTIA cert. Um, you can go CCNA security. You can go CCNA cyber ops if you want to do that. Um, you know, I was actually talking to Keith Barker last week. Um, he said that you should do cyber ops and CCNA security, kind of complement each other. That's interesting. Um, so yeah, I hope that answers your question. Um, that will be a fantastic starting point, and uh, there's there's some great resources out there right now for it. All right, let's see. Um, so Yuri has a great question for me. Hey Chuck, do you think collaboration has more uh, more bright days ahead? You know, it's been an interesting development for collaboration recently. Um, it feels like, my goodness, I don't know. <laughs> it's a hard question to answer. I think to answer your question, yes, it's going to have a bright future. Um, phones will always be a thing um, in one way or another. I've got my phones behind me. I love them to death. They're still registered and up and going. It's I love collaboration. Um, I think what, like anything in technology and in, in IT, it's going to change. It's going to change uh, just like networking is. But we're still going to need those core concepts. So yeah, I think it's it's going to be a bright future. Um, we're seeing more go to the cloud, but then we're also seeing it where it's some of it's coming back down to the uh, the on-prem. So it's it's evolving, it's changing. Uh, so yeah, I think if you have that skill, oh my goodness, you're going to be so valuable. Seriously, I mean, I, I still get calls right now. I get call probably two or three calls a day for collaboration jobs. Um, if you can learn things like UCCX, Unified Contact Center uh, from Cisco. Learning how to work on those contact center skills. Those are skills that not many people have. And if you have those skills, you can really kind of write the check on your salary. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. So, um, I thought your name was Brad, but your name is actually Bread. <laughs> um, any tips for collaboration training? Mostly studied CCNA routing switching during college, and now... Uh, I work heavy in voice and have that mad imposter syndrome. Dude, been there. Been there like crazy. I remember when I first started in voice, um, it was trial by fire. I knew nothing. I had started on my CSENT, and then I was all of a sudden managing this voice environment with like, I think it was a 1,000 phones at the time. So it was a lot, a lot for me. And then we had um, some consultants come in to upgrade us from, I think we were in call manager 7. And uh, we were upgrading to um, CUCM 9. And that was the latest version at the time. I was totally like, just, I felt I had that inferiority complex. I felt like a total noob. Ah, to tell you what changed the game for me. First of all, Jeremy Chara. Oh my goodness. His voice training, um, he has it on CC, um, on CBC Nuggets right now, CCNA collaboration. He will get you excited. He'll make you feel confident. Uh, but then also labbing it up. Now the one, the one thing I, the one issue I have with collaboration uh, versus routing and switching is that it's not very easy to lab it up. You have to purchase the phones. You need to. You need to purchase physical hardware because there's stuff you cannot emulate in software. You just can't do it. Um, so get your lab and build it up and play with it. Um, the good news is that CUCM, you can 
you can find and deploy on a, a virtual machine without you know having to buy physical hardware. But yeah, lab it up and practice. That is a key to overcoming imposter syndrome. Just do it. That was my biggest thing. I'd come in every day kind of just feeling weird about things and I would feel really like, oh, I'm going to be found out soon. They're going to bring in a voice admin and I, I, I was like really insecure and I was trying to just, oh, I hated that feeling. But man, go home, lab it up. And this applies to any area. If you guys are feeling imposter syndrome in any area right now, running, switching, wireless security, go home, lab it up. When you lab it up and you, and you actually make something connect, you actually make something work, that confidence boost will carry you through those days. No joke. It's amazing. Uh, let's see. So uh, let's see. Uh, this is an interesting question. Uh, Jay Coley. I'm already a network engineer for a very large carrier. Dude, that's amazing. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be making over $100,000, which, again, is not hard to do in IT. You get a few, like five years under your belt, and you've got certifications, and you've proven yourself. It just comes. Um, he specializes in SD WAN, which that's a that's a hard hitting uh, area right now. My goodness, you have a uh, one of those skills that are cutting edge. Um, should I consider getting a higher level cert? So I'm assuming you mean like CCIE. Um, it's funny. I just had this discussion with um, Anthony Square. Uh, you'll see that video after this. It's debatable. I say, if you work for a company that values the CCIE or any of those higher level type certs, yes. If you want to work for a, uh, a VAR, a value-added reseller, um, a, a, or a Cisco partner that doesn't just work on one company stuff, but you work on various company stuff, um, you're extremely valuable in those areas because they, they pretty much pay you to have that certification. Um, I've been asked before just to come on staff on a company, not work, you know, not do any work, but just be on staff because of the certifications I've had. So if you're going to do that, yeah, go for a CCIE. But if you're not working for a partner, if you're not working for a VAR or a reseller, uh, continue down the SD-WAN path. Uh, look into network programmability. Uh, you probably already deal with that, so I mean, you, you already know. Um, I think the higher level certs at that point when you're working for one enterprise is just a, um, it's an achievement thing. It's reaching that mountain. It's kind of like getting your PhD. Like, I'm not going to lie. I have some serious envy for people who have their CCIE. I Every time I talk to a CCIE, I go through that same process of, well, I don't know. Should I get the CCIE? It sounds pretty great. I kind of want it. <laughs> it's it's a big thing. And it, and it would be fun because, oh my gosh, all the things you would learn. And then just having that number, and you, you get a number. Come on, that's so cool. Uh, but it's a huge time commitment. And you have to kind of decide, why am I doing it? And is it going to be worth it? Am I, is it going to make me a lot of money? And that's, that's really what it comes down to. If I go for CCIE or go down the path of getting more SD-WAN information or network programmability or even going on the cloud path, which is going to be more valuable to me? Um, I think at that point, it's going to be the newer advanced technologies of SD-WAN. I mean, SD-WAN is so huge right now. Um, you're in an amazing spot, dude. That's amazing. All right, let's see. I hope that answers your question. So, Christian, Christian, sorry if I butchered that name. I have five years' experience in IT, but it's not relevant to cloud. 
but more like a file transfer analyst. Any tips? I've never heard of that. Uh, any tips on getting into AWS or Azure? Dude, you are so lucky that labbing up stuff in AWS or Azure is an afterthought because they get that free tier. Azure, my goodness, they give you $200 of free usage on their platform for 30 days, and you can pretty much do whatever you want. It's amazing. Um, and that's how you get started. Uh, jump into, if you want to jump into Azure, jump into my course, um, the AZ900. I take you through a lot of stuff to get started and see if you like it. Um, you're going to be deploying containers, virtual machines, um, learning about the networking part of Azure, which is pretty stinking cool. Um, yeah, just start labbing up now. And one thing I, people always, you know, it's hard to get a job in IT when you don't have experience, but there's a way to hack that. You can develop your own lab. You can post articles online. Like what I would, like if, if I were to go back and start over and I'll, I'll make a video series on this now that I'm thinking about it because it, it would be amazing. Um, if I didn't have a job right now, if I were looking to get into IT, I would make myself a video resume. I would make a website. I make a video resume. I would video myself working on different Azure topics. I would, um, <laughs> I would do tutorials, showing what I know, and that's what you do. You work on a project. You kind of, and if blogging is your thing, if you if you rather write it up, then write it up. Write down what you're doing. And it's the same thing for networking. I mean, CSENT or CCNA. If you don't have a job right now, you've got to separate yourself from everybody else. You got to do something that's that no one else is doing. It. You got to stand out. Get a website. Get a URL. It's not hard nowadays. Squarespace. If you don't want to develop a website, WordPress. You know, it's really easy. And then market yourself. My goodness, you can just go in CCNA if you want to demonstrate that you know how to do OSPF. Do an OSPF lab and document it. Put it on your LinkedIn. People are going to look at that. They're going to see you have passion for it. So same goes for AWS and Azure. You have the the crazy luxury of just being able to go in right now with no hardware resources. You can do it on your stinking iPad and you can start playing with it right now, deploying enterprise grade infrastructure and getting that practice and hands on. It's amazing. I wish I would have had that back in the day. I might have, I just didn't know about it. So now you have the luxury of knowing about it too. Uh, <laughs> Sandra said, uh, after you show me Azure for GNS3, I've racked up a $100 bill. Mind you, I exited the free tier because I wanted to build crazy big labs. So much fun, probably worth it. <laughs> oh, I hear you. Yeah, it, it, it can go pretty high pretty fast, but I think it's worth it. I mean, it, to get a big enough lab, like what you're probably doing, you'd probably have to go out and buy a three, $400 server off eBay, and then you have to go through the pain of hooking it up somewhere, power, um, you might have issues, and then you have to wait for it to ship to you. I don't know about you guys, but I'm so impatient. I hate waiting for things. The cloud, you don't wait. You just click and go, which is, that's my speed. Um, so, I mean, this, Julio has a question. This kind of goes into play with what I was just saying. He's taking a CCNA tomorrow, which, dude, good luck. Um, we're all rooting for you. Um, go in there like a boss. You've been studying hard. You know it. Um, don't be freaked out on a question that freaks you out. Just keep going. Um, I have a CSENT. I'm a retail manager for eight years. So you've got that, you've got that customer service experience. That, that That's so valuable. Oh, my goodness. Um, and now I have no IT work experience. How can I find my first job? Um, I'll just go with what I said. Um, right now, make sure your LinkedIn is on point. Make sure your resume is on point. Uh, and what I mean by on point, I mean like 
put in there that you're working on your CCNA. Um, so as of tomorrow, you might have your CCNA. Now let's just say you're gonna have your CCNA. Let's self-actualize this thing, positive affirmation. You're gonna have that CCNA tomorrow. And um, put that on your resume first thing. And then start putting projects on there. Um, I mean, be, be transparent that it's home lab stuff. But lab it up, um, apply for any entry level help desk job. Um, it's hard because you might be taking a pay cut for like a junior level help desk job or just entry level. But I mean, my, I started pretty low when I first started, but my brother, he got a help desk job making like, I think it was the low 50 thousands uh, a year. So you can find really good help desk jobs with uh, customer service experience. And then with the CCNA, my goodness. Yeah, find that entry level job and then just go from there. That's what I would do. And then just keep up the CCNA stuff. Keep uh, making those projects online. Make YouTube videos. I mean, why do, why do people interview you? Why do they do that? Well, they wanna bring you in, make sure you're a person. They wanna see how you dress, how you act. If you're gonna fit in with their culture, that's half the battle, seriously. Uh, they, they do care about what you know, they do, but they wanna see if you're teachable, if you're passionate about what you uh, what, what, what you do, and if, you're, if you can learn, um, if you have a passion for learning. And if you fit in with their culture, if you can fit in there, um, if you can actually talk to people. So if you can already kind of remove that barrier by making videos and showing that you can communicate well, best foot forward. I mean, I bet if you went and did that, gosh, you're gonna have people knocking at your door. Seriously. Um, let's see. I wanna answer a few more questions. I'm starting to fade fast and uh, haven't eaten today because I do intermittent fasting. If you wanna know more about that, I'll let you know. Um, it really does great for energy, but not towards the end of the day. Um, so just a few more questions here. Uh, Osvaldo Diaz asks, do you have any remote jobs recommendations for professionals like me uh, and not American citizens? I don't get paid enough in my country. Um, it's hard because a lot of remote jobs um, still want you to be in country or even close to the area, even if you know it's remote. Um, and we, we just had an interview with, um, I don't know, we got interviews. We just had an interview with uh, Jason Gooley. He's called the godfather of network programmability. And one thing we talked about was being able to work remote. Um, it's kind of a privilege you earn. You, you, you work over um, a series, you know, maybe five, maybe even 10 years. And you demonstrate that you can work in an environment. You are reliable. And you kind of earn that right to be remote. People can, they, 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 you've demonstrated that you can be a self-managed person. Uh, so that, that's, that's what you kind of have to do. No one's gonna give you. I mean, I don't. I can't say no one, but it, it'll be hard to find a job that'll just give you a remote job um, when you don't have that that experience. But if you have that already, just start applying for every remote job you can. I would put on your like what I did when I was looking for a remote job was I put on my resume remote jobs only because I, I would get a lot of job offers, but I only want remote stuff. And, I, and I've I've gotten maybe ten or fifteen people knocking at my door saying, "Hey, uh, you want a remote job? We have it for you." So it's out there. It's just. You have to be more creative. Um, not not every country or uh, not every company is is as progressive as you want them to be with that kind of atmosphere. And then I'll answer like one more question. Let's see. So Yuri asks CCNA Cloud, AWS, or Azure. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I would say. What, this, this is what I would do, and this applies to so many areas, which is why I'm happy to answer your question. Um, if you're in a company right now, and you can see what they use, if they use any cloud at all, 
learn what they use. If they use AWS, get your AWS certifications. If they use Azure, you know, get your AZ900, get your AZ100 and your AZ101, then now the AZ300, um, or 103, I'm sorry. Uh, if you don't work at a company right now, if you're gonna just future forecasting, figuring out where you want to be, I would say, go on the job market right now or go on to like LinkedIn jobs or Indeed, wherever, whatever's the most popular job board in your area and look at the jobs in the area. Look at what cloud jobs are available. Look what's hottest and just do a keyword search. Type in AWS within 30 miles of where you are and see if a lot of things come up. Look how many results come up. Search Azure, see how many results come up. That's how we decide. It's kind of negligible at that point. Um, but. I would not go for CC in the cloud. Um, I love Cisco to death, uh, but I wouldn't go for it. CompTIA cloud, maybe. Uh, but the, these cloud vendors have really great certifications that cover cloud concepts that are like, if you if you learn Microsoft Azure cloud, you can pretty much apply any of those things you learn to AWS. <laughs> like they, they have different names, but they do the same thing. Their storage services match the other storage services. I mean, they, they kind of just copy. It's kind of like iPhone and Android. They just kind of copy the features. It's going to be the same. And I lied. I'll answer one more question, guys. Um, I'm going to try to find a, a quick good one as I'm trying to speed read all these. So... Um, let's see, Jai Lewis says, how do you feel about IT training programs that gener- guarantee placement on projects if you successfully finish? Now, I've only seen those like uh, with uh, coding jobs, like programming, like you, know, you go to like a, a coding academy or whatever it will be, and you go through like a, maybe a six month program and it's like really high intensive, it's like, it's, it's, it's like full time, it's, it's huge. And then they guarantee job placement if they don't find you a job at making at least this much money then uh, you get your money back or they just keep helping you find a job. I've seen those and I've even seen, uh, gosh, I forget the name of it. You guys might know it. If you, if you know what, put it in the chat. Uh, there's one where you don't pay a dime. They pay, uh, they pay your tuition, they pay your room and board, they even give you a stipend and you don't pay a dime. You, you go through the entire program and then when you finish, you get your job and you have to make at least, I think 50,000 and then you start paying back. So. Those programs are pretty cool. Um, but as far as like an IT admin role, I've been seeing this program come out and I don't know much about it, so I don't wanna bash it too much. But people have asked me about it. It's called, I think it's Next Gen IT, and that might be what you're asking about because I've gotten Facebook ads thrown at me with their stuff constantly. Should you go for that? Looking at what they offer and what they charge? No, 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 <laughs> absolutely not. Oh, right now, it's still more valuable to go down the path of self-study, getting your network plus, getting your uh, A plus, getting your CCNA all on your own and finding an IT job right now on your own. Uh, it's, 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 not, it's not easy, but it's also not that hard to find a good job when you figure out how to market yourself. Um, those programs, man, it's kind of snake oil kind of stuff. Like they're, again, I've never gone through it but I haven't heard good things thus far. And what I can tell, it just doesn't look great. Um, the, it, may, it, it might be, a, if you've gone through it and you've had success, that's a different story. But just from what I can tell and what I can see, it doesn't look good. So I'd be wary of those things. Um, but we know that self-study 
um, is the tried and true path, go for it. Get that entry level uh, help desk job if you can, and that's the best path for you. Well, guys, that is all I have because I am running low on energy. Um, thanks for joining me. This is awesome, and we have like 270 people here. You guys are amazing. Um, gosh, it's I know I know I, I kind of promised I, I would do this every Monday, Monday motivation, and get everyone's week going, including mine. Uh, but it's it's been a rough c- couple of weeks. I published my Wi-Fi six video from Cisco and uh, explaining some new concepts for me. And, and it's, Wi-Fi 6 is amazing. If you don't know about it, check it out. Um, I'll, I'll put a link below. Um, but man, the wireless community came out of the woods and attacked me for some of the things I said, um, comparing um, the new wireless standard to uh, a, a network switch versus a network hub. Woo, they tore me up. So I, I may be making a, uh, a new video to kind of talk about those things that they addressed and we'll, we'll kind of flesh those out. But that's that, that was fun. Um, but man, some cool things coming up. Um, this is IT Show. David and I are going to be doing some really amazing stuff. Like it's actually here in the next few weeks. Get ready. It's going to be fun. We'll be announcing what it is um, this Friday. And then, man, Cisco Live. If you're going to Cisco Live, I'm going to be there. And uh, David will be there, I believe. And we're going to have a great time. So if you, if you can come, come. It's going to be amazing. And uh, that's about it. If you have more questions, save them. <laughs> I'll do this again because uh, I can only do so much. Um, that's about it, guys. I will catch you all later.